0: It was a happy holiday weekend for the Islanders. Two games, two wins. We'll break it all down for you with our key takeaways, plus a whole lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could be with us today, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and that does include youtube so check us out there subscribe so you'll never miss another episode we have got a lot to discuss after the islanders two wins over the weekend great holiday weekend for the islanders and their fans but first if there's something islanders related on your mind if you have a question a comment maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode feel free to send us an email the email address locked on islanders at gmail.com and if you leave your first name and where you're from we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind you can also follow the show on twitter at locked on isles and you can follow me Gil martin on twitter at ice Wars, n-y-r-v-s-n-y-i we'll keep you up to date on all the latest islanders news notes and happenings and i am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game so join me for some instant insight and analysis and it's always great to interact with Islanders fans whether it's game time or anytime so please dm me mention me on twitter always great to interact with fellow Islanders fans two games this weekend for the New York Islanders two wins this weekend for the New York Islanders and we we mentioned on the show back on Friday that we were hoping for at least three out of a possible four points when the Islanders had these two games. And look, they were playing two teams, two division rivals who were below them in the standings. Two teams that you would expect the Islanders would be favored to beat. And to their credit, the Islanders came out and got the job done winning both games Games were a little closer than maybe Islander fans would have hoped, a little uneven play at times in this contest. But the bottom line remains that the Islanders end up with two wins, four points, not three, not two, not none. But, uh, 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 you know, good teams in any sport, but in the National Hockey League in particular, win games when they're not necessarily playing their best. And the Islanders showed that aspect of being a good team by picking up these two wins. And going back first to the Friday night game in Columbus, Islanders got off to a, a, a good start. They led 2-0, and, you know, great to see Oliver Wallstrom score a goal. The power play clicks, J.G. Pajot, uh, with the goal making it 2-0, and midway through the game, you think, okay, Islanders on easy street, here's an easy two points. But then the penalties started to happen. And quite honestly, some of these calls were just questionable. And, you know, the the slashing call on Adam Pellick, the interference call on Cal Clutterbuck, some of these calls just didn't add up when push came to shove. But To the Columbus Blue Jackets credit, they took full advantage of the opportunities, got a pair of power play goals, Islanders PK not getting the job done, and the game was all tied. But then, in the third period, the Islanders find a way to get the lead. Brock Nelson, the game-winning goal, and they come away with a 3-2 win. Ilya Sorokin again with a solid performance 24 saves in 26 shots how about matthew barzal two assists in the game uh, against columbus and heading into the game uh against philadelphia barzal was actually the nhl's leader in assists not the leader of the islanders not just the leader of the islanders but no player in the league had more assists than Matthew Barzal's 23. And that tells you how well Barzi is playing. And one thing that I think is so great to see, and that to me illustrates the importance of the character of Matthew Barzal. Here is a guy who just signed a multi-year maximum extension where he knows he's set for life financially barring any catastrophic unusual occurrences we know that you know he he got the big deal that he's been waiting for all of his life probably in a certain way and yet instead of being overly comfortable and taking his foot off the gas so to speak like so many athletes do after cashing in the big contract, Barzy has been playing lights out. 25 points right now through 23 games, 23 assists in 23 games. No, the goal scoring isn't where we'd like it to be, but I'm not worried because Barzy is A, shooting more, B, creating more, and just playing at a very high level, and that's what you want to see. Here is a guy who isn't just content with to, ...to make the big paycheck. He is seeking consistent play and excellence even after that. And boy, does that bode well for the Islanders over the long haul. Look, like I said, some of those penalty calls were more than questionable. But still, you got to kill the power plays off. And the Islanders didn't do that. They managed, however, to come away with the win... And that was huge in that game. Plus, a little shout out in the game on Saturday, uh, Friday rather, Simon Holmstrom. Despite the fact that no Islanders player in this game had less ice time than Holmstrom did at 10 minutes and 34 seconds. But Holmstrom in his second NHL game of his career picks up his first NHL point. It was an assist And it it, it came on the first goal of the game by Oliver Wallstrom. And again, good to see. I'm not saying right now that Simon Holmstrom is NHL ready, that he's ready to be a top six forward over the long haul. Holmstrom has his limitations. But he has come up through three games in the NHL, has not looked out of place, has given you a solid performance and picked up his first NHL point. So all things considered, solid play, good to see uh, Simon Holmstrom getting into the mix during his first three games in the National Hockey League. And again, I think his career projection, he's probably a third line forward, maybe second line if everything breaks well for him but to see him participating not making major errors and you know he blocked a shot had a couple of takeaways y- you just have to be happy overall with the fact that you plugged in a former first round draft pick and he did just fine in the way that he played for the first 3 games of his career when we come back, we will talk about the Islanders' win over the Flyers. We'll have our key takeaways from that game. Plus our Islanders' birthday of the day, a, a brief, a player who was briefly an Islander but went on to be a coach and a scout in hockey after his NHL career was over. All that and a whole lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Islanders listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Here's why I love it. In an emergency, you get 24 7 professional monitoring agents using FastProtect technology, which is exclusively from Simply Safe. To capture critical evidence and verify that a threat is real, so you can get priority police response. Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alerts you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So after the win Friday in Columbus, the Islanders returned home Saturday and faced the Flyers. Flyers had lost nine straight coming into the game, and the Islanders made it ten straight losses. And some great performances in this game, even though it was an uneven performance once again by the Islanders. First half of the first period, the Islanders looked dominant in the second half of the period, in the first half of the second It was the Flyers kind of dictating the way the game was played. And yet, later in the second period, and definitely throughout the third, the Islanders carried play again and ended up with a 5-2 win. And solid game and goal for Semyon Varlamov. Two goals for Zach Parise. Four assists for Ryan Pulak. Adam Pellick with a goal as the defensemen continue to contribute more offensively. And, you know, Pelik and Pulak, both plus threes in this game, as were Anthony Bevilier, who had a goal and an assist, Brock Nelson, and Anders Lee, that line really clicking in this game. And I love the way the Islanders kind of, uh, even, again, even though it was uneven play, here's a team that didn't quit. Here's a team that really found ways to shine uh, over the course of the game. When it mattered the most. And you know the power play. Clicking again. Both of Parise's goals. Coming with the man advantage. That is important to see. And I- I'm liking. Recently Anthony Bavillier. Again. Beau tends to be streaky. But he had two points. In the game against Philadelphia. With the goal. And the assist. And You know, generally, he's been playing pretty well as of late. That is encouraging. Oliver Wallstrom, to his credit, you know, the game got rough. And Wallstrom dropping the gloves with uh, Tony D'Angelo when all kinds of craziness broke out late in the third period. Scott Mayfield picked up a misconduct, as did Nicholas Delorier of Philadelphia. But realistically the important thing to me was that here was oliver wallstrom and he goes out there and and defends his teammate which was important because realistically there was a clean check and uh, by alexander romanov i believe it was the flyers went after him and very good for wallstrom for sticking up for his teammate and really kind of dishing out some punishment to Tony D'Angelo in that match. And I will guarantee you, I will guarantee you that a Flyers team that has lost 10 straight games after what happened at the end of that game between the Islanders and the Flyers, Tuesday, when these two teams meet again, there will be more reprisals and more uh, rough stuff coming From the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Now Kiefer Bellows playing for the Flyers for the first time against the Islanders. His return to the UBS arena. He had one shot on goal but wasn't a major factor in this game for the Flyers. But overall, again, much like Friday, the Saturday game gave the Islanders a chance to overcome some of their own shortcomings and yeah they they went through 15 minutes let's say of hockey where they were being thoroughly outplayed by a team they should be dominating but realistically they they were able to get the job done and again win the games they were supposed to win little concern I have right now Casey Suzekis Uh, just sort of struggling a little bit. He had four penalty minutes against Columbus, was again a minus one against Philadelphia, and just sort of struggling a little bit with his play over the last couple of weeks. So something to keep an eye on. Hopefully he will come back. Islanders, by the way, their defensemen continuing to get points. I mentioned the goal by Pellet, the four assists by Pulak in the one game. Noah Dobson again coming up with an assist in the game against Columbus and shout out to Sebastian Aho because Aho uh starting to play better defensively. We we know he's a good offensive player and yet the fact that he is playing smarter defensively that's one of the big reasons why we see Sebastian Ajo still in the lineup, game in and game out over Robin Salo. And by the way, the Islanders loaning Salo to the Bridgeport Islanders uh, on Sunday. Probably he's going to get called back up right after the game on Sunday that Bridgeport is playing. But you want to give Robin Salo ice time. And here's my concern. I'm not saying Robin Salo deserves to necessarily play over Sebastian Aho right now. As I mentioned, I think Aho is playing well. But if you really do view Salo as a prospect, as a player who is going to be one of your six defensemen in the future, and we all know Scott Mayfield, an unrestricted free agent at the end of this season, I, I think the worst thing you can do for the development of Robin Salo is what the Islanders are doing with him right now. And that is, he's the seventh defenseman, he's not playing very much, and that's going to hinder his development. Uh, Right now, Robin Salo has played a grand total of four out of the 23 games this Islanders team has played. That puts him on pace for about a 15-game season. That's not going to cut it. And Sending him down to Bridgeport just to get him on the ice and get him playing is important. Over the long run, the Islanders have to figure out, is Robin Salo going to be one of the top six defensemen over the course of the season? Or are they going to send him back down and just let the kid play at Bridgeport and continue to grow his game and get experience? Four straight wins for the New York Islanders, beating Toronto, Edmonton, Columbus, and Philadelphia. They play Philadelphia again Tuesday, that game on ESPN+. And make sure you join us because we'll have a full preview of that game on the show tomorrow. Good weekend for the Islanders. Very happy about that. We have got more to get to, though, on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have our Islanders birthday of the day and some important thoughts about the way this team is at Thanksgiving, because we all know American Thanksgiving is when uh, most experts say, "Yeah, you can you can start figuring out who a contender is and who a pretender is." We'll talk about that and a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And hey... Maybe you think the Islanders are going to make it five in a row against the Flyers. Check out the odds at betonline.net, and that would be 11 straight losses for Philadelphia. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and Sunday was, believe it or not, the 66th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Darce Regier And Regier, drafted by the California Golden Seals in the fifth round of the 1976 NHL entry draft, made his NHL debut with the now-defunct Cleveland Barons franchise, uh, played 15 games for them in 1977-78, picked up his first point and assist, then went down to the minors, played with the Islanders for six games in 82-83, Five more in '83-'84. His NHL career: 26 games, two assists, two points, 35 penalty minutes. Did not appear in any NHL playoff games. But later became the head coach of the Islanders' IHL affiliate, the Indianapolis Checkers. Was an assistant coach with the Islanders in 1990-91, and a uh, assistant with the Hartford Whalers in 91-92. You know, he's been sort of a a hockey lifer in a lot of ways because, you know, after his retirement, he ended up in jobs with the Islanders' front office. He was an assistant GM to Don Maloney, uh, was a GM with the Buffalo Sabres, and they reached the Stanley Cup final under his leadership. So here is a guy who realistically has been involved in the coaching and front office of NHL teams for a large portion of his post-hockey career. We're going to go back and look at one of his better games as an Islander. We take you to October 16, 1983 at the Old Odd in Buffalo, Islanders and Sabres. Kelly Rudy, the goalie for the Islanders, Bob Sovey is the goalie for Buffalo, and the Islanders get on the board first on the power play with Chris Langevin of Buffalo off for holding Stefan Pearson, his second, from Anders Kaller and Greg Gilbert. That's a power play goal. Isles up one nothing after one. Butch Goring scores in the second period to make it 2-0 Islanders, his third, and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Darcy Regier and Brian Trachier get the assists. That goal at 11.50. 2 0 Isles, but Dave Andrichuk of the Sabres scores an unassisted goal at 17.35 to make it a 2 1 game after two periods. In the third, the Islanders are shorthanded. Brent Sutter off for hooking, and Hall of, Hall of Famer Gilbert Perot gets his fourth with Phil Housley, another Hall of Famer, and Paul Sear with the assist at 3.46. Tie game 2 2. Brent Sutter, though, gets the winner for the Islanders with 3 minutes, 37 seconds left in regulation. Dwayne Sutter and Dennis Potvan, the assist. Islanders hold on for a 3-2 win. 31 saves for Kelly Rudy. Islanders outshot in this one, 33-28. For our Islanders' birthday of the day, Darcy Regier, an assist. He was a plus 2 in this game, and uh, that was his only point as a New York Islander. So Darcy Ruggier, uh 66 years old today, the native of Swift Current, Saskatoon. He is our Islander's birthday of the day. So here we are. American Thanksgiving uh, has come and gone and I hope everybody had a very good Thanksgiving weekend and did some shopping if, you, if you're into the Black Friday thing and, and everything else. But the thing about American Thanksgiving, it puts you roughly two months into the NHL season. We've reached the quarter poll. What does it mean? Well, what it means is that usually the saying goes that by the time you reach American Thanksgiving, you know who the contenders are and who the pretenders are. And if you're in a playoff spot, then you're probably going to be fighting for a playoff spot or getting a playoff spot for the rest of the year. Well, guess what? The Islanders are in second place right now in the Metropolitan Division. They have 30 points in 23 games, 15-8. They have a plus-18 goal differential, which, by the way, is third best in the entire Eastern Conference, only behind Boston and New Jersey, who are absolutely killing it. They are above 500 on the road at 7-5, 8-3 at UBS Arena, winners of four straight and really just playing pretty good hockey they have been an amazing third period team if you go by that old adage that you know the islanders are are they a playoff team because here we are at american thanksgiving right now it looks solid this team still flawed still needs to add a little bit of goal scoring to the mix uh to take it to the next level but it is looking more and more like the Islanders' performance last year really was, to a large extent, uh, a perfect storm of negativity between the road trip to start the season and COVID and everything else. But look, if I would have told you before the season started, the Islanders would be, you know, in second place through 23 games, fifth in the league in goals scored, seventh in the league in goals against, 11th. Uh, in the league on the power play and fourth on the PK, I don't know who wouldn't have signed up for that. That is some pretty impressive numbers. You got the two goalies both playing well. I am happy, very happy, with where this Islander team stands at the Thanksgiving holiday. We will be back tomorrow with a full preview of the game against the Flyers, plus all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. So make sure you join us for that. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And, of course, let's go Islanders.